0: Our sponsor today on Drinking With Authors is Skunk Brothers Spirits. Skunk Brothers Spirits was started by a family of disabled veterans focused on locally sourced quality distilled spirits. Their name was inspired by their pops, who was nicknamed Skunk. Skunk's father was a moonshiner in Oregon back when it wasn't exactly legal. Now the brothers are taking the family business legal with their Washington-based team using their grandfather's prohibition-era moonshine recipe to bring small batch spirits to the gorge and beyond. From the Moonshine Corn Whiskey to the Apple Pie Brandy, all of their spirits are handmade in Washington. Believing they already have the best ingredients in the local community, they work with local farmers and suppliers to produce the highest quality spirits from scratch. You can find them on Facebook at Skunk Brothers and on Twitter at Skunk Bros Inc. Or visit their site www.skunkbrothersspirits.com and use coupon code DWA10 at checkout to reap 10% off your order. You can always also ask your local retailer to start stocking Skunk Brother Spirits. Regardless of how you get your hands on a bottle or two, grab a drink and don't forget to get skunked. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, welcome to Drinking with Authors Literary Briefs. I've said this like literally hundreds of times. Okay, I'm your host, Erica Lance. Our sponsors today is Skunk Brothers Spirits. D.W.A. 10. Check them out. Veteran owned. They, by the way, Skunk Brothers actually posts all the time on Instagram recipes. And so get their stuff. Do their, their recipes are amazing. Um, not like I do where I make up shit when I'm upstairs with the bottles of their stuff. I, I anyway, so check them out. Skunk Brother Spirits. They're awesome. Um, my co-host today is Sierra Rice, which is awesome. And our guest is Rob Sanborn. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, let's talk about what we're drinking. Um, I am drinking a Malbec, which is a single vineyard Malbec. Apparently, that's important. This label is so complex. Like, there's and there's whole things under here and under here, and then up, I, I don't know. Anyway, it's a Lu- Luigi Borska. There are probably people listening to this going, "She is saying that wrong." Anyway, it's it's actually really nice and very smooth for being a single. Vineyard? Are there multiple vineyard wines where like multiple great? Is that a
1: thing? Is
2: that? A... It is. Yeah, I do quite okay. a bit of wine tasting. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, you know we I'm... have a wine club, and we don't drink wine. Like I just have cases of wine in my garage, and we don't. Okay. Drink well, next wine. time I'm so, down, down there,
2: yeah. Was... If you want to sh- ship it to somebody, oh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it,
1: it, it was. Next time I'm down with my car, i gonna be like to CR loaded
0: up. I'm good. I'll take it with you.
1: It's so bad. It was one of his drunken things, you know, like when you're just drinking and like you're browsing on the internet and it's like, hey, you can join this wine club. And he was like, Fucking right, I'm gonna join this wine club because it was like, be sophisticated, be elegant. He's like, I'm fucking sophisticated and elegant. He's not sophisticated
0: or elegant, your husband. Not at all. Okay. Drink sweet. What are you drinking that is is sophisticated and elegant?
1: I am drinking green tea and vodka which is both sophisticated and elegant out of my mug thing
0: yes your tumbler i like it rob what are you you're drinking something kind of amazing
2: and i'm, I'm going drinking to have to it is a cocktail <laughs> in a bottle but it's from a i'm in denver and this is from a local distillery in denver called the family jones
0: i'm writing this down because i'm going to order some of that and it
2: does uh, sound really good it's automatic jones and this is particular one is called rock and rye but they produce some phenomenal, and by the way, I'm absolutely gonna order Skunk Brothers because it sounds really cool. Um, and the family- You should get the produces, lightning. I will. Don't uh, get the produce, lightning. Okay, <laughs> right. they produce amazing uh, whiskeys, ryes, and also some vodkas, really, really interesting stuff as well. Uh, this is essentially like an old fashioned with rye and it is delicious.
0: I'll have to check it out. No, the lightning is okay, but the lightning is basically fire in a bottle. It's moonshine. So this company started because their grandfather was a prohibition moonshiner. So they do make whiskeys and all these, um, like they have um, apple pie brandy. They have some amazing stuff. My favorite is their blueberry cinnamon, hands down blueberry cinnamon. And it sounds like a weird combination. Like normally if I had seen it, I would be like, oh, that's weird
2: amazing i love the berry cinnamon yeah I'll, so, I'll, so you know, i think moonshine's good it gets a bad rap because i think people think of you know like people doing it and and the in the swamp and the you know the okay. and stuff but it is it is good i like it
0: it can be very good this this lightning which is good and there's a lot of people out there would absolutely love it is it is potent it is super potent and they when i was talking to um Scott, who's one of the brothers, he's like, you should mix it in like lemonade. And I was like, Chilla. and I took it. And I was like, wow, where's the lemonade?
1: Let me go. <laughs> it, it was so- just so funny because she, you know, she when we first started the sponsor, she was trying all of the different ones. And she's like, I'm super excited about this one. It's honey something. And she took a drink and her whole body jerked <laughs> because she wasn't expecting it. I was like, that's what you need. You throw a little bit of that in some punch when you have like a party or something, everybody is good.
0: Yeah. everybody's golden. It's that kind of thing. It's
1: amazing. But
0: it, it was very like, wow. And from somebody that does a drinking podcast, I was like, my body contorted. Okay. <laughs> so Rob, what is your favorite book of all time?
2: That's a tough one. You know, when everyone, whenever anybody asks me like what my favorite anything of all time is, it's really, really tough to like pinpoint one, you know, there's just so much incredible content out there. Um, I don't Which one know. have you
0: read multiple times or just has a place in your
2: heart? I'm going to go, can I say three?
1: Yes, go From for different it.
2: periods of time. Mm-hmm. So the brothers, and by the way, I should point out that I write thrillers um, and my it's blended with historical fiction and magical realism. But what I actually, my favorite books are not that. So even though I do, I love the genres, but um, I would go with The Brothers um, Karamazov by Dostoevsky, also oh, wow. for, for Whom the Bell Tolls by uh, Hemingway, and then more present day, I would go with Cloud Atlas by David Mitchell.
0: Wow, See, I didn't, that movie drove me crazy. Everybody likes that movie, and I'm like, uh,
2: People uh, love it or hate it. I get it. I think it's one of the best movies of all time.
1: Okay. I think well, then we're going to
0: move on to your least favorite books, as to not get in a fight over the Cloud Atlas movie. <laughs> so what is, um, what is a book you're like, this is terrible?
2: I don't like disparaging other authors. What if somebody was going to say the same thing about me? Well,
0: you know, everybody loves or or dislikes books. And it's not to go, hey, we're calling out this author. Sometimes it's books we were forced to read in school, for instance. that We were like, you know, this was not good. I didn't like it. But mine is not. I like how you jerked out of the way there, Cr, as if you were being attacked by something and then this cute little like family
2: (laughs) dog shows up
1: in the picture. Have you ever seen what we do in the shadows? Like it's a yeah. fucking hellhound, according to that show, okay? And like he was getting down like this, like he was about to jump into my chair, which I know he will do because he's done it before. So I was just like bodily preparing. Let's Rob stalling time. So
2: I don't have to answer.
0: Yeah, no, it's I a Rob stalling time, but you gotta answer the
2: question. <laughs> I'm gonna go with um, a choose your own adventure. I read when I was eight. And I chose the wrong path and I just got killed and I was not happy.
0: Well, that, that is that, I'm gonna let it go, but um that was not mm. okay. I I'm gonna like let that it go. Wasn't an answer? That wasn't an answer, but I'm <laughs> letting it go. Okay, what is your favorite? You write screenplay so I can ask you this, and you should have a really good answer. And if you can't use Cloud Atlas. Okay. Um, what is your favorite book that was made into a TV series or a mini series or something like that?
2: Mm. Again, it's hard to pick one favorite only because there are so many. Um, but off the top of my head, I mean, Lord of the Rings is definitely up there. Um, Blade Runner is definitely up there. Um, is definitely up there. Um <laughs>
0: We don't accept
2: that answer on the show. Right. <laughs> I, I, God, I need to, like, really think about that. But there's, there's just been, like, so many... I mean, Game of Thrones... Oh, you know what I'm gonna say, actually? Because I'm addicted to it, even though um, the potentially final season just happened, which is The Expanse, um, which is, in my opinion, and many people's opinion, probably the best sci-fi show ever made expanse which is based upon um the novels by james s a Corey, and is just phenomenal so I don't, I don't know if it's my favorite favorite but it's definitely out there again i feel like i need to have like the top this has to be like a top 10 question we
0: don't do top <laughs> 10 we have a half an hour we don't have time for a top, top 10 we top have other ten. questions to ask you um so what is your least favorite what is one that somebody made that you were like what the actual fuck just happened like
2: I'm gonna go only because it's in my mind is The Witcher, which I did not read the books. But well, it got- you can't
0: it doesn't count if you didn't read the books. Because by the way,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that that just for the record and things not to do, the man who wrote those books sold the rights for the movie for ten thousand dollars.
2: Yes. I feel like it I feel like if you even if you didn't read the book, it should still count though because. I don't but like, what the fuck it. is going on in this? Have either of you seen it?
0: Yes, it's a time... I haven't watched oh, it yet. Oh, I have absolutely... First of all, Henry Cavill in leather pants and lots of bathtubs. have yes, watched it. Yeah, so...
2: But it like, jumps 50 years...
0: It jumps through time, but that's the story, like... Of but the, I had no it, idea.
2: Like, that's my... place. almost like you have to know the back... You know, you have to read the book to be able to enjoy
0: it. No, it. if you read the book, the book... Just the book does that, right? No, it doesn't but, you quite, know,
2: but you would know that. But
0: no, it doesn't quite tell you that's what's happening. Oh, it, it is confusing. Yeah,
2: so yeah. you have
0: to pick something you read the book.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um.
0: That never referred to anything where Henry Cavill's in a bathtub is terrible. Again, so just that's a rule. He'll be New to rule to the- on drinking
1: know. with authors. <laughs> he will be kicked <laughs> off.
2: Um. What I didn't like. Um. This is on the spot. I wish I had thought about this earlier.
0: Well, that's why we get people drunk and then we ask them these questions.
2: Yeah. Um, we should get a
1: buzzer next time and a ticking time clock like Jeopardy and then just you know slam the buzzer.
2: Here, I, I got one actually. I said Lord of the Rings was one of my favorites. I'm going to say <laughs> is actually. See, now
1: we're about to fight. We get into this fight all the time. On okay, podcast. no fighting. We've been down this
2: fight. <laughs> Do not make three movies. Okay, don't,
0: you'll get her wrong. You can, and you did.
2: (laughs) I will remember to this day, I I went to the movie with my nephew, who's like 20 years younger. And we're sitting in the theater together, and it's like three hours in, and we turn to each other, looking at our watches, and we're like, we better wrap this up quickly. Like, we had no idea it was three movies. (laughs) So I'm going with the hop. I'm, I'm not saying I didn't like it but in terms of That's like, okay. oh, what the fuck we're is gonna, going on here? We're going to yeah. move questions though, Rob,
0: because you're just going to make CR man. She's had a lot of <laughs> vodka and green tea, so she's healthy and drunk. So it's not I'm a good time. Energized topic.
1: and buzzed. It's yeah. a very dangerous place to be. I like it.
0: But CR is going to ask you a question, so hopefully it's not filled with venom. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so if you could be any character in any book, but you have to live their life exactly as it was written, who would you be?
2: Mm. great question, and um, let's see, like, I don't want to necessarily die at the end, <laughs> which just happens to a lot Somebody of dies. iconic characters. Um, God, I don't know, I'm like, I, I I want to say Gatsby, <laughs>
0: but wow, really? Um, that's that's that doesn't work. end well for him.
2: So no, but the ending isn't great, but he has a pretty cool life until the end.
0: Okay, yeah, and okay, you got to ask the follow up now because I'm I'm very weary yes, okay. of who
1: he wants to um. So, if you could be friends with any character, who would the character be?
2: And it's still a book or books or movies?
1: No, it's books. No,
0: You're not in movies. This is drinking with authors.
2: Well, you can call a screenwriter an author. Okay, um, don't do that.
0: Don't pull that out right now.
2: Okay. <laughs> so who can I be friends with?
1: Uh huh.
2: Um, let's see. I'm gonna go crazy with this one, right? Okay. I just, I just read the Lincoln Highway by Amor Towles. Which have either of you read it? No, no. It's phenomenal, and I think it's gonna be a new American classic. So you're not gonna know who I'm talking about, but if anybody is watching this podcast and they've they've read the book, the Lincoln Highway, you will know. And it's sort of a crazy answer. But I kind of want to be friends with the character of the, uh, Duchess, um, and Duchess is a guy. Like he's like this eighteen-year-old kid, and I just feel like we would get into a lot of fun trouble together. <laughs> you, no, you need to. You need to read. Everybody needs
1: those
0: friends. Yeah. Well, that's part of the reason this podcast—you get new and different books, and you don't get into fights with Cr about right. the topic.
2: And let me, I can tell, without that's spoiling anything, so this well, character, so Dutchess, is it. not doing. his real name, but that's the name he goes by. Um, he's 18 years old and he starts off um, by escaping a juvenile detention center. So you can kind of get, but he's from New York, which is where I'm from as well. Um, and you can kind of get an idea of the trouble that he gets into. So I think it'd be fun in a bad way.
0: That's very cool. Okay, so describe your perfect writing environment for us. Your perfect ideal writing environment.
2: Honestly, I'm gonna go with the writing environment that I have. I am indeed in my office. So um, I live in Denver, by the way, and I'm on the top floor of my house and I have my office with my desk set up. Um, And by the way, that's not an optical illusion. My house is actually, this has nothing to do with my writing environment, but my house is triangular. So that's what you're looking at there in the back of me. Um, I'm triangular? Not
0: really,
2: yeah. I have a triangular house. Um, so, But I really do like my, my writing environment. I have my, my desk and my office. Do, and you,
0: do you listen to music?
2: I do, yes. I, what kind of I, music? I listen to a bunch of different things. I actually have a playlist on my website called the Prisoner of Paradise playlist. And it really puts me in the zone. So I love listening to music that can be basically the soundtrack to whatever I'm writing. And especially if I've heard the music a lot. So I usually kind of repeat it quite a bit because this way, like I've heard it and I know it, but since I've heard it so much, it does go into the back of my mind and it puts me into this zone and I just start writing. And honestly, I swear to God, sometimes I forget like what I write. It's really weird. I'll go back, you know, like, Many, many, many chapters, or even months later, and I'll go back and be like, "I don't actually remember writing this, but it's good." So. Uh, <laughs> oh, see, I see, Rob. You have ghosts writing stuff. Literally,
0: ghosts writing things for
1: you. <laughs> okay, CR. Mission detected at the front
0: What
2: door.
1: is a irrational superstition that you have?
2: I don't have any superstitions.
1: Really? So you don't do like the... If you spill salt, you got to throw it over your shoulder or...
2: None. And I write about kind of supernatural and even some superstitious stuff and things like that. But I, sad to say, I I, I don't believe in anything. <laughs> That's not true. I believe in everything I write, but I don't have any... Yeah.
0: yeah Sorry, he's just... You know, I actually read, it's funny, there was a, I can't believe I'm saying this, but there was a time-life book series, believe it or not, that went over where superstitions came from, like the origination of the superstition. Like, do you know what Knock on Wood is for? No. Okay, everybody's going to learn something. I love this. Knock on Wood is because Druids believe spirits and protectors lived in the trees, so as you were traveling at night, you would knock on the wood to Wake up the spirit to protect you during your journey. That's super
2: fun.
0: Yeah, so you would that have good cool. luck during your journey because you would wake up the spirits of the trees. Yeah.
2: So, and Sierra, I should say that doing. I'm super into all that stuff. Like, I love the lore and everything about it. I think it's incredibly interesting. But I just, I don't, know, I don't have any superstitions. I mean, you believe in ghosts? I don't. It's interesting, I want know. to, I write it, um, you know, it's like, I want to believe in ghosts, but it's just, it's a little hard for me to buy.
0: I love that you write. About this. <laughs> <laughs> I think you think, I'm sorry, that's
1: <laughs> funny to
0: me. Because Anyway, okay. Okay, uh, see I'm our next question. <laughs>
1: uh, what is the craziest thing you've ever done to get out of something you didn't want to do?
2: Sorry, say that again?
1: The craziest lie you've come up with to get out of
2: something you didn't want to do? Mm. Um, very good question as well. So I honestly don't mind doing a lot of different things. And I am one of those people who really, like I'll try a lot of different things. So I don't necessarily, necessarily try to get out of them. Um, and I also don't mind getting into potentially troublesome situations as well. So, (laughs) um, I lied about to get out of, Mm, and I know this is not what you want to hear, but I, I can't really think of something off the top of my head. Um, I can tell you about some crazy situations I've been in.
1: That works too. That sounds exciting.
2: Okay. So, um, one time I walked out of the Sahara desert by myself, completely alone. I, you know, did you happen? start
1: there? How alone? did you end up in the Sahara desert? No, no, no. Did you I, start there. alone? <laughs> did you,
2: I, I did did you go me.
1: into the desert alone? That's the no. question everybody should be asking. Right.
2: I didn't go in alone. So, uh, my wife and I took a trip to Morocco and we did a Sahara desert trek on camel. And there were probably about 12 people or so on this camel train, and which is very cool riding on a camel. But the problem with the riding on a camel, besides the fact that it's pounding your ass nonstop, is that you can't possibly get a decent photograph because you're constantly like this, constantly. And you're in like the biggest desert in the world, which is just scenically gorgeous. So I was like, fuck that shit, I'm jumping off the camel. And everyone's like, no, you can't get off the camel. And (laughs) this is literally like in the middle of the desert. We were miles out. But I mean, I'm not gonna like spin around and get dizzy and not know where to go. If I did do that, honestly, it probably would be a problem. But I knew which way to go back. Um, So the camel train left. And I tried to get my wife off as well, but she didn't, she was too scared, I guess, to get off. And she went back with the group and I climbed- I'm gonna use
0: the word too practical. (laughs) I was gonna say self-preservation.
2: I guess, but it was incredible. So I got like these incredible, I went up the dunes by myself, got these incredible shots and it was just unbelievable. And yeah, I got back hours later, but it was pretty cool. Wow.
0: That, that is fun. That is super fun. Um, That's
1: definitely different.
0: What do you think you're writing writing Achilles heel? What does your editor go? Can you please stop doing this?
2: (laughs) I'm going to, I'm not going to go with an editor answer, but, uh, but my answer is time. Honestly, my writing Achilles' heel is time. I just really wish I had a, a clone of myself, actually. If either of you have a cloning machine, I'd love to borrow it. If I had I love- a
0: cloning machine, we'd be in a very different place. CR can tell you that. There needs to be about five of me, and there are not.
2: <laughs> so- yeah. Somehow, we need more than 24 hours in a day, because it is... Definitely, definitely time. Um, I guess in terms, of, okay, a real answer would be I tend to overwrite, maybe, um, so I have to cut a lot. But it's not like overwriting sentences; it's more like I I put too much stuff into my books. So I have a three book series, and honestly, it very well may go into four or five books because. well i
0: think your fans would like that if it does go into four or five i mean the biggest thing about series if you have something to continue to say absolutely continue to say it it's when you run out of things to say and then you're just making up shit so the fans will be happy that you maybe should stop writing that series
2: and it's not me saying these things it's the characters who want to continue the story those who don't die um but they don't want to just like you know retire and go to bed or whatever they they their story continues. No, it's very, very, very cool.
1: CR. Uh, what is a weird food combination that you like that other people would find weird?
2: I don't know if it's weird, but I pretty much love chocolate with anything. So chocolate with alcohol, I think, is amazing. I know, I don't, again, I don't think this is weird because it's pretty common, but I think it's actually weird the other way around. When people don't like chocolate with fruit, I think that they're like, what what's wrong with you? Like there's something seriously wrong with you because I think chocolate with fruit is the most incredible thing in the world. Um, no, but I dark dark not only dark but it needs to be at least sixty five percent at this point. It's kind of weird. <laughs> um Honestly, I'm I'm up to like a hundred percent. Trader jo- Do you guys have Trader Joe's?
0: Oh yes, we have Trader Joe's. We're not. We're not. <laughs> well, it's not
2: where you live. It's where Trader Joe's is. So no, there's Trader there's a Jones Trader Joe's. Has, <laughs> 100% chocolate bar as, uh, by Montezuma um, might actually, I don't think it's called Montezuma's Revenge, but it is Montezuma. And it's a 100% chocolate bar with like chocolate cacao nibs in it. Uh, it's amazing. It's intense, but I love it. But yes, yeah, so chocolate with like anything, like I'll have chocolate like on um, chicken um, <laughs> or vegetables or you name it. Like, I think it's really good. I don't often do that, but Yes. Uh, he doesn't I mean,
1: often, you don't do, often that. do that it makes me think you're walking into your kitchen heating up some oh. chocolate dipping some broccoli in it and, i like, need be like an
2: ongoing day. fondue i need like a chocolate fountain on my kitchen uh. Fonstu-
0: see chicken mole has chocolate in it and yeah, it's exactly. one of my favorite dishes chicken mole and it's, mole. it has dark chocolate in it and it's,
2: yeah
0: but it's not it doesn't taste like it's not like chocolate syrup i think when you think right. of putting chocolate on something like that you're like
2: Right. It's not like I'm putting Hershey's (laughs) syrup on this. Like mole is what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, mole. I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna take you for chicken mole
1: when I'm down here. I only had chicken mole one time, and it was so bad. But even Corey said it was bad. Okay. So I need to get into the conversation.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like in LA, I used to live in LA, and there was this particular place that had maybe eight different varieties of chicken mole, and all of them were incredible.
0: Yeah, no, there's a Casa Tina in Dunedin. We're going to go check it out. Don't worry. We're going to go Sierra. to dinner. We'll it's get fun. some drinks.
2: That sounds before we drive us home.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you. I'm actually coming down in a couple of weeks. So we'll set this up. We're going to have a dinner. Yes. We're going to have a dinner. It's going to be good. This. Okay, so um, final question. CR, you have the fun questions. I want you, you to want ask a final it? question.
1: Okay, if you found a million dollars and nobody was around, but it was super sketchy, like in a duffel bag, what would you do with it?
2: I'd take it no hesitation <laughs> no
0: hesitation we, we okay. love the people that are like no. I think I would try to find the
1: owner No, the I would don't. donate it I would well, okay. no. well, the second leave part it of that, there the follow up
2: question is what we would do with it right but okay, I mean if so we're in like, kind it. of a sketchy situation let's say it's just like this bubble bag in a train station or whatever um, yeah I'd take it for sure <laughs> now the big <laughs> question is what you would do with it aka How do you launder it? Oh, so now
1: we're going to get a tutorial,
2: right? Open a laundry mat. So first of all, I would donate a good amount to some worthy causes, and I also would donate it to another worthy cause, which would probably be a trip to Vegas. And of course, yes, you got to see
1: the world, educational. Okay, there's the the
2: Venetian, (laughs) the Palazzo. It's all the places that I want to see. Um, <laughs> oh, um, I've
0: got a question for you. What is the Paris? favorite place you've ever traveled? I'm going to ask that as the final question before I go for James's Lazelle promotion.
2: Okay. So, yeah, anyway, so Vegas would probably be there and then all the money. Okay. Um, my favorite, I have three, again, like favorites for me are tough, sorry, <laughs> but I need top threes. And I have three countries that are uh, my favorites to go to, which are Thailand. Italy, and of course, Italy, which is where my book takes place in Venice. Um, so Thailand, Italy, and also Peru are my three favorite countries that I've been to. And I have traveled a good amount. I've been to 40 countries, lived in five of them, uh, 40 states, and many of those countries I have been to multiple times. But Thailand, Italy, and Peru, I all love because of many different reasons, but they they basically have them all. Have They have everything um, from beaches to mountains. The food is amazing. The cultural sites, the art, uh, the music, the people and all those places are incredible. Uh, there's just so much to do. So those are my three favorite places.
0: That's very cool. A friend of mine just came back from Peru and she absolutely loved it. She thought it was amazing and was like, if certain political things happen, I'm moving to Peru, is what she said. That's it's, all I'm going to say on this very non-political podcast. But that was the Peru, Peru is
2: phenomenal. And it's people basically just think of Machu Picchu, which is incredible, absolutely incredible. Uh, but there's so much more to Peru. You know.
0: Wow. Lima very, is very
2: city. I could talk about Peru for a while.
0: Well, unfortunately, we're out of podcast time. So Rob, shameless self-promotion, please.
2: Sure. So I'm Rob Sanborn. Uh, This is my debut novel, The Prisoner of Paradise. It's a thriller blended with historical fiction and magical realism set in Venice, Italy. uh, If you want to check it out, Uh, if you want to follow me, uh, you can go to my website, robsanborn.com. And I'm on pretty much every social media platform. I think I have a lot of fun TikTok videos, but (laughs) if you don't like TikTok, I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it.
0: You. And you can sign up for his newsletter to get when his next releases are. Yes. Very, very cool.
2: Rob, yes, you have also. been
0: fantastic to have on this podcast. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Well, Erica, Cr, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. Um, I, you know, I told you, I think, before we started that drinking with authors is one of my favorite pastimes. So <laughs> I could do this for a few more hours if you want.
0: Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank so this you. has been drinking With Authors. Our guest has been Rob Sanborn. My co-host has been C.R. Rice. Our sponsor has been Skunk Brothers Spirits. I said it the right way. Um, DW10, please check out their entire line. It's amazing. Support them. They're a veteran-owned, family-owned business in Seattle, Washington. And we will see you guys next time.